Oh, happy day, friends! So, I am super excited for today's podcast because this is where things change. It's where they change. So, do you remember in the beginning episode of this season, the trailer, the very beginning, I said there would be guys. Yeah, yeah, I said that. So, today, we have a new friend of mine, Joe that I have met here in Kansas City. Super excited to have him on the podcast. It's going to be so great. I cannot wait for your ears to listen. Joe Moreno IV is a local church leader for the Young Adults Ministry Belong Community here in Liberty, Missouri. He is passionate about leadership, people, and relationships. His dream is to continue diving into ministry and seeing more and more people encounter authentic, faith-filled community and Jesus in a new way. Y'all, he's absolutely killing it at this Again, I'm so excited for you to listen. This is such an in-depth conversation just about like our whole person and like how he is um, working on caring for his whole person right now. Um, And then also some very good encouragement at the end. So this is actually part one to two parts um, for this episode. So excited. The conversation was just so good. So we had to extend it. You'll hear part two next week. So we're just going to go ahead and dive right in. Get your ears ready and maybe a pencil too and some paper. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fit Faith Podcast. Here we are going from striving to thriving in what the Lord has for us. And we do this through caring for our whole person. This season, we are getting to talk with people from all across the United States about how we can care for ourselves spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, socially, and environmentally. All of this helps us to be more well-rounded and able to steward the life that the Lord has for us. Let's get into this podcast episode. So first, tell us some about you. Who are you and what are some of the things that make you, you? Oh, very tough question. I don't know how to talk about myself. No, actually, (laughs) well, before I answer, if you don't mind, I'd just love to say thank you so much for opening your platform to to, and sharing it with me and sharing it with the world. It's such an amazing thing what you're doing. And I believe in what you're doing. I believe in you. So I think this is amazing that. I get to be a little piece of what you're doing. So it's pretty cool. And I, and I know like the Lord is working through you, through it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not one you. of those things where it's just like, oh, Tay wants to build her thing, uh, right. a reputation, yeah. or, like spotlight on you. Like you're really putting a spotlight on the Lord. Like, and which I think is amazing. You're doing it in, uh, you know, your whole person, right? Like yeah. spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, social environment i know there's some of those that i'm like dang like as i was kind of preparing you know to speak with you today i was thinking like hold on like i don't think i'm holding up on some of these you know what i mean so i'm I'm excited to learn more from you and and other listeners i know we just got done talking about another episode you did and yeah um, i'm excited to listen to that so thank you you're welcome very much very much i appreciate it but one more time what's the question again (laughs) you're fine so first tell us something about you who are you and what are some of the things that make you you yeah so me so joseph angel marino the fourth 
So there's four of me. So I always like to use that four to like distinguish me because like I'm telling you family get togethers were always fun because there's since there's four of us. It's like when someone says Joe, we don't know like who they're talking to. They're like, which one? You know, so I'm the four. So that kind of distinguishes me on a name basis. But I'd say descriptive um, son, brother, cousin, like family is so important to me. I think family paints a great picture of who I am. Um, Friend, um, leader. You know, I think that's something I I would describe myself as. Um, And really, I just think my identity in Christ is like what what describes me um I think for so long I tried to say external things were me Mm. and it was like I was switching like you know like exoskeletons or something (laughs) and and not to get scientific no but uh (laughs) but uh I just really felt like I identify myself in Christ and and it's uh yeah it's a everyday thing just kind of reminding myself that's who I am as well and um but yeah also too I mean I'd say fashionable I I like to think I'm fashionable I'd like to think I have good taste in music like that's how I describe myself uh you know tacos chicken fingers like just all those type of things like I guess kind of make up me it's like a church drive-through like concert-esque environment is kind of me I guess. just like a big old mix 100 percent, that's good that's good okay so we're just gonna dive right in Come on. so fearlessly fit faith is all about living fearlessly in obedience to god living fit in our whole person so spiritually mentally physically emotionally socially and mm. environmentally that's um <laughs> <laughs> while having the faith to pursue god's will for our lives how would you say that you're doing this already? And what areas would you say that you need to grow in? Yeah. Um, so I love the first of all, the title is amazing. Fearlessly fit faith. Like number one, I'm, I love preaching. So I'm, I'm a big fan of um, we're in the same letter. Or what's that word? When you use the uh, is it acronyms? Or no, it's not an acronym. No. I forget. Anyway, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I basically use the same letter for the same word. You know, but Anyways, but I, so I'm a big fan of that. But I think it speaks to it greatly, fearlessly. So mm-hmm. I think that's something that sticks out to me first. And because um, I think to be fit, like you have to be not necessarily without fear, but you can't let it paralyze you, right? right. To, yeah. to getting fit in whatever realm you want to be fit in. And yeah. um, for me personally, I just think um, walking through fear is a big way I'd say like I'm doing this right now um is walking through fear and um you know when you think about fear um it's something that you have to face to for it to not overwhelm you Mm -hmm. anymore you know i think about um (laughs) like when i was younger um sleeping in my room in the dark for the first time mind you there's still people my age that are afraid to sleep in the dark come on bro (laughs) no but i remember being younger you know having that fear and then when it was time to like face it it was like you know what i'm gonna sleep tonight and i'm gonna turn the lights off and like it's gonna be uncomfortable but like you know after the first couple days um you just realize like you know what like maybe this fear was irrational a little bit so i just think walking through fear is a big way of kind of becoming fearlessly fit Hmm. um you know i think about scripture you know psalm 23 everyone knows that one and it says you know although i walk through the valley of the shadow of death 
I will fear no evil, yeah. you know, for you are with me. And, you know, I think that kind of takes me to another point. And, you know, I think being fearless is walking with Jesus. And um, because having that presence there doesn't devout or doesn't necessarily take away the presence of fear. Like having yeah. the presence of Jesus doesn't take away the presence of fear, but it shows you that there's a stronger force mm-hmm. that um, is with you. And I think that's what helps a lot too. When you think about tackling spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, social, <laughs> and environmental uh, <laughs> health, you know, is having a, a greater presence that's greater than yourself to yeah. help you in that. Cause that can be overwhelming. It like thinking be. about, <laughs> yeah, like thinking about like, not only do I got to get right in my fitness, but I got to be in like spiritual. I got to be yeah. thinking right. I got to be, you know, so just having something that's beyond yourself um, and walking you through that fear um, and keeping and giving you motivation and giving mm-hmm. you energy to do it. Um, I think it's just so vital. And for me, I just believe that's having Christ with you. So walking in his presence and with him, um, I'd say his word you know, in his promises, um, keeping those within you, mm-hmm. that helps too. Um, I think, you know, sometimes we think scripture is just the spiritual thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think if you really dive in the word, it does help you a lot with all those other realms of being fearlessly fit in your whole person. Um, so I think that's definitely key. Um, so I know part of your question says like, you know, how are you doing this? And I'd say just a tangible thing. So one thing I've been blessed with is uh, being able to lead a ministry. So mm-hmm. um, quick plug at Belong <laughs> Community KC, uh, follow us. And uh, so that's it's it's a young adult ministry that's in Liberty, Missouri, and um, just north of Kansas City. And it was based out of giving people a space where they feel they can belong. And um, we just truly believe. There's a lot of people um, in the young adult age group that just don't have a space where they can come and be themselves, where they can come um, and maybe not even knowing what they believe and um, belong, you know. So and and, um, I think there's a lot of uh, I'd say for me, especially when I wasn't like in a group or social environment, there's a lot of fear of like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if I want to jump into that. But um, just being able to lead there and give people that uh, atmosphere and that platform to do so has just been amazing. But um, I just think in leading, though, so for my experience in leading the ministry, um, I have just been having to face like so many fears. (laughs) (laughs) Really, like it's like on a consistent weekly basis, I have to face fears. And um, for me, I think when you're in a position especially of leadership Mm -hmm. um you're constantly having to survey your fears but you don't succumb to them right you survey them but you don't succumb to them and that's where the walking with jesus aspect comes into play Mm -hmm. and um he helps you conquer each one you know as you go and uh, but I'd say, honestly, like a lot of times it's learning through trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, it's learning through <laughs> trial and error. It's, um, you know, being able to say like, man, like I succumbed, I succumbed to fear on that one. You know, I, yeah. I, I didn't dial in on that one and, and I dropped the ball and I think that's totally fine. Um, I think, you know, we sometimes have this pressure that um, we have to be perfect in mm. getting fit. You know what I mean? I don't, and I don't think that's correct at all. I think... Um, grace is key, you know, and I think the hardest person to give grace is yourself. So, yeah. so I think being able to do that is is key um, in all of these realms. But 
Yeah, but um, I'd say to speak specifically to like some of your, you know, spiritual, mental, physical, to, to kind of the, the sections there, I'd say physically, um, taking control. Mm. I'd say taking control. Um, just physically, when I think about my physical well-being, I think of like family history. Mm. And, you know, because that's one thing I think doctors, when you go to check up, they check your family history. They yeah. ask you questions like that. And I've, honestly, I'm like, ah, you know, for a long time, I'm like, ah, it doesn't matter. You know, oh, so-and-so <laughs> has it, whatever, whatever. But as I've gotten older, realizing that there is like a generational effect when it yeah. comes to like physical fitness and health. And um, I think of... Uh, my family, so I'm Mexican American, so obviously we be that good, good. You know, we got enchiladas, tostadas, tacos. No. So we, you know, I mean, diet's crazy, but um, but I just look at my family lineage, and there's a lot of um, like diabetes, like um, high blood pressure, mm-hmm. um, you know, obesity, things like that, and it can be overwhelming, you yeah. know, and thinking about those things and how I can keep up my physical health, and um, but what I found is that if I take authority over it, if I mm-hmm. take control over it, then I don't have to be that same narrative, yeah. you know, my lineage yeah. or whatever. And I think that fits in all realms, but speaking to physical, I think taking control of your health and, um, yeah, just building disciplines. I think a, a big yeah. thing is once you have control, what do you do with it? You right. Know I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, using that control and that authority to build disciplines in your day-to-day life, you know, uh, I, I'd say this past year I've done, um, a big evaluation of like how I eat, you know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and mind you, like I said, I like that good, good, you know, <laughs> but I think just, you know, being, seeing food as, um, energy and kind of fuel to your tank yeah. and not just a pleasure thing. Yeah. Uh, Cause I, I mean, honestly, I think when you view anything as pleasure, and you're only see, going to things for pleasure, then it just never really works out. Yeah, that's when it goes <laughs> you know? downhill. Yeah, and, and, that's, and that can be another topic for another day in other realms. But uh, but especially when it comes to physical, I think um, just building those disciplines and giving yourself that authority there. And um, I think socially, speaking to the social aspect, um, I love the analogy of just like water in a cup. You know yeah. what I mean? And and I think uh, pouring into others mm-hmm. is big. I think, you know, the Lord has, you know, filled us up. If, if anything, you know, the word says we're overflowing, like our, our cup runneth yeah. over. And, um, you know, the Lord has poured so much into us. And I think when it comes to the social aspect, if we don't have a place where we can pour into others, mm-hmm. that overflow in abundance just for ourselves almost becomes like our own poison. Like, I don't know, that yeah. just, I, that starts off the rip and that's how I, it, it came off. But I mean, it just seems like it can be just an unhealthy thing if you can't yeah. pour into others. So um, I think that's key. But then also, too, on the flip side, getting poured into as well. Mm -hmm. I think socially looking for those uh, relationships where it's not it's sharpening. Yeah, it's not just, um, you know, oh, kind of doling and in in like, you know, not saying that you can't be like, don't be that person that always wants to take it deep. You know what I mean? You know, (laughs) I'm not saying to do that. But like what I am saying is you should have relationships in your life where you can go deep and um, where you can just be open and honest and um, get poured into as well. So. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, two two points there, pouring into others, getting poured into by them and um honestly one thing i've learned too just about social health is 
Um, like, with those two points, like, obviously getting out. Yeah. And um, learning and seeing it not from an aspect of I have to get so much and I have to be the one that, like, equips myself with tools. Yeah. Like, people equip you more than you know. Like that's why community is so important and and social health is so important is people have really what you need. Like Mm -hmm. God, God uses people to build you up. So if you're on that, like Miss Independent, Mr. Independent, (laughs) me, me, myself and I like, Hey, that's cool and all, but I don't think you're ever going to get to where you want to be in that um, type of um, thought and and lifestyle. So I think not relying on people to give you tools, but relying on the Lord to work through people to give yeah. you tools. And he'll, he'll put you in the right place yeah. for sure. And, um, I'd say emotionally, sorry, I'm hitting like each no, one. No, it's good. I, I love it. Yeah, I'm, I'm hitting each one. <laughs> but, uh, I'd say emotional. Um, I, th- so I'm, I think these last two emotional and environment are ones where I am learning mm-hmm. for sure. Like hardcore, like, and I still need help with Mind you, I'm not perfect at any of them, but yeah. like, uh, I think I've identified these two as ones that I definitely need to like keep leaning into. And I'd say with emotional, um, I honestly would consider myself an emotional person, <laughs> you know, and, I am too. And, 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 and I'm not saying like being in a quote unquote emotional person is bad, but yeah. like, as you know, since you kind of feel the same way, as you know, like our emotions can sometimes get the best of us yes. and they yeah. can sometimes give us a viewpoint that is incorrect. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's just, it can be fleeting, right? And, yeah. And we feel one thing one day and then we feel one thing the other day. And there's, honestly, with emotions, there's almost no groundwork. Mm-hmm. They're just very sporadic. And, and I think the Lord has given us emotions to feel, obviously. Like, I think yeah. feelings and emotions are of the Lord. And we are supposed to use them. And um, I think he uh, gives us them to motivate us in ways to act. But I think sometimes we'll pitch a tent and live in them. Yes. And um, I know I've done that before and continue to, you know, try to not do that. Um, But I think emotions can be comfortable because um, it it feels good to feel. Yeah. I I think it's a big thing. We need to feel. But our feelings are there to be our fuel to to, to act um, or to speak out. And um, so... I think I'm learning in that realm and and then environmentally that's one where I'm like dang I don't do much and like I'm learning a lot and, and and it's funny because I I wouldn't consider myself like an outdoors person. Yeah. Like I I always tell people like I need air conditioning and Wi-Fi. Like <laughs> like I don't like camping. I don't like you know my ideal day doesn't consist of like going hiking or you know or like <laughs> and or, then there's me yeah, i'm like yeah. let's find a trail oh yeah like i feel like most times i ask you what's your you know how was your day and you're like it was perfect i was outside i was like oh man I'm like Ugh. you know but no so i think you know i think for so long i almost used that though as like an excuse as to why i didn't necessarily have to be so mindful about the environment but as i've grown and matured um, I realized, you know, it, this is our home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Lord has called us to steward that. And um, I think so many of us, you know, and this isn't a bad thing. I think so many of us um, have really put an emphasis on stewarding ourselves and yeah. like 
Um, you know, but we forgot like where we're living. (laughs) We forgot where we forgot where he placed us. And, you know, I think about, um, you know, in Genesis, when the Lord created man, he, he called him to tend, you know, the garden and to take care of it. And, um, I think that's something I'm trying to lean into more and more, um, right now and just this season and I think having friends like yourself are definitely going to help me in that so I look forward to learning (laughs) it's definitely fun I think caring for myself environmentally um has been one of my favorite ways to just like steward what the Lord has Mm, for us because I love being in nature so much yeah um but I nature and just like the environment is such a beautiful gift to us because like you said it is home you know and when I go outside I don't so just like those like simple things like they matter so much um okay but i'm gonna go way back yeah so you um uh, mentioned uh something about like living fearlessly and it's yeah. funny because um I talked about that in the podcast earlier that I recorded, and then I'm, like, writing, like, a short little article for somebody, Mm. and I talked about that, Mm. and honestly, living fearlessly, it's not, like, some kind of, like, lifelong thing where, like, every single moment of every day, like, we're fearless. Um, It's a moment type of thing. Like, it's a moment and a decision deciding, okay, like, I'm going to be bold and I'm going to step out and I'm going to be courageous and I'm going to live with a fearlessness. It's just a moment and then, like, allowing the Lord to come in and do the rest. Mm -hmm. Um, Because we're human. Like, we can't be, like, fearless all the time and, like, macho. Like, we're not superheroes, like, you know? Um, So I think that's just something that's important to touch on because, I mean, nobody, like, any of, like, the big names that you can think of, I'm not one for, like, celebrities or anything. So I'm like, I can't even think of anybody. Um, but like you think of that person, they didn't have like some, I don't know, like it was just a moment. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a moment where they weren't born without fear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it was just a moment. They decided I'm going to do this. I don't care what anybody has to say. Um, they probably, I don't know like whether or not your person that you're thinking of is a believer, but like they just kind of knew, like, I just got to take this step and like go with it, you know? So, yeah, yeah I, I think that's that. important. <laughs> yeah, no, I love that. And I'm, I love the clarification for sure on that. Because I think sometimes when we hear that word fearless, like you mm-hmm. said, like we can think, oh, it's without fear. I'll, I, I'll never get there. Like, it's a little yeah. scary. But it's like, no, it's like not letting the fear overwhelm you yeah. or, or control you. You know, just, yeah. I mean, you have to take authority. And um, I just think, you know, I'm just thinking about the word. And it says fear of the Lord is be- the beginning of wisdom. Yeah. So, like... God had implanted fear. He'd given us fear as a way to point us in the right direction. Right. You know, but like, I think so many times we let fear point us in no direction. Yeah. And then it's just like, yeah. And and it's just like, and we're going nowhere because we're so paralyzed by that fear. So I love what you said. And I think hundred percent, like that one moment where we choose to not let it, um, you know, motivate us or, or paralyze us in, in any wrong way. But when we actually step out and we kind of take authority in that moment, yeah. that's where I think, I think that's where the magic happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. The miracles happen is like where we step out in faith and not on fear. And um, it's crucial. Yeah, for sure. it is. Okay. So you've kind of touched on it already, but mm. go ahead and give it to us. What is it that you do? Yeah. So I like to dance. So I, I <laughs> dance a lot. I do that. I like to eat. 
Nah, how specific? <laughs> nah, but uh, nah. I, so what I do is, um, so my job. So right now, and it's gonna be funny listening back to this maybe a couple of years from now because <laughs> who knows what will be. But um, my job currently is um, I work this place called E Shipping. So it's a third party logistics company. Uh, shout out transportation, Woo-hoo, truck driver <laughs> gang or whatever. But no, nah, but um, I'm an account coordinator there. So basically, what that sees me doing is my company. Um, their customers need to be managed, so they'll assign managers to it, and I'm just a manager basically for um, relationships between a couple customers in my company. So that's what I do to earn a paycheck. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. To get the mood yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can uh, expense, you know, my uh, shoe addiction. No, but um, but uh, I'd say really what I was touching on earlier is what I, do, I also do but it just really fulfills me and and I feel like what I'm called to do is I lead at that at the ministry belong community and um I've been doing that for it'll be so being like one of the main leaders for almost a year Ooh. almost a year it's sometime in June I think it's actually June it'll be a year where me and my friend Sean kind of took over but I've been a part of that ministry for about three years now okay. and um, it was just one of those things where I was an attendee you know and I'd go and and I'd you know have my fun and I'd leave and um, long story short uh, the leader of it he got called to another position at another church and super proud of him and um, there was a void for leadership and I just felt like the Lord had called me to step up in that time. And so been doing that for a year, like I said, leading and, um, yeah, it's the thrill of my life. It's, it's such cool. a joy. It comes with highs. It comes with lows, <laughs> but, um, but I think through it all, like God is glorified and, and I know I've just grown so much and, um, I'd like to think hopefully the community has has seen a, a impact a positive one from it and um yeah i love it i love what i do i love my job you know at e shipping but i also love leading at belong and um yeah it's amazing yeah that's cool so i'm so sure um all of the community in belong is like getting something out of belong like i've been hopefully. part of it for two months yeah, so i'm yeah. like i love this um <laughs> So yeah, yeah, I think it's something like super important to the area. So I'm excited awesome. to see what the yeah. Lord does. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> me too. 100%. 100%. Okay, so how has the Lord shaped you to pursue this call um, that you feel is on your life? Mm, yeah. Um, I would say so. So this call to leadership um, and just this call to ministry, you know. Um, well, I've always heard that like saying where it's like, Ministry is that one thing where, uh, you know, you don't you don't find it, it finds you. Yeah. You know? And I definitely agree with that. I think the Lord just kind of um, he'll guide you in that way, especially a lot of times where it just feels like there's no direction. Like mm-hmm. he's always working to get you where he needs you. So um, that's a point. I don't know if it even freaking goes in your question. <laughs> Sorry. But um, but I'd say how he shaped me, I guess, along the way of that. Um, number one, just through experience, you yeah. know, so much experience. And I truly believe, you know, every life experience has purpose. Um, you know, some have pain, but I believe all have purpose. And, yeah. um, you know, I really love what it says in Romans eight twenty eight, where it says, um, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God yeah. and are called according to his purpose. And, um, you know, I, I, that is, that's a life verse. And I think, uh, 
for every Christian and really just anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can um, keep that at the forefront of your mind, you know, knowing that, you know, God's working all things together for good. You yeah. know, he's working it all together and he has a purpose and a call in your life. And um, I think that's the beauty of, of the Lord is like um, he's pursued me. You know, before I could pursue a call, he pursued me. Right. And, and I think that is what really motivates you yeah. to step into what he has for you. And, um, you know, the beautiful thing I think about a call from the Lord is that he's always equipping you for it. Yeah. You know, it's not one of those things, you know, I think about like when you get out of college and when you start a, a job, you know, mm-hmm. you're just looking to pay the bills, right? And, <laughs> yeah. and, you, and you start a job and you, and maybe it's not even everything you studied. Like I know me, I was a marketing major and I'm in logistics. Like <laughs> it's like a whole other world. Yeah. And so I think my degree got me in the door, right? But like I had to um, equip myself. Yeah. Like I, and it's overwhelming having to figure out how to equip yourself. And um, but and and I think a lot of times when we think about the call in our life, we can almost see it like a job. You know, yeah. like how I saw e, you know, working in the e shipping logistics and all that. How I thought I had to equip myself. But the thing is about your call is like God is like equipping you. Yeah. Through it. And he's using people, he's using experiences and like it's like the Mr. Miyagi effect, I feel like. Like you're it's kinda like wax on, wax off. Like, you know, you know karate kid, how he has, you know, the yes. kids do all these things where it's like I just don't see any purpose in it. But then when it comes to crunch time, his call, so to speak, to fight because of those things that he thought were, you know, without purpose, yeah, it actually became to his advantage and, and, and it um, just ended up being a part of the plan and that's how he received yeah. the victory and I think that's what God is doing in our life is just he's always been working behind the scenes yeah. equipping us for that call and I think he's just really just waiting on us to be like God I recognize you and I recognize this call now let's go you know yeah. and I think it just takes that recognition and um, but yeah you know and I think just also in that verse, you know, it says those who love God. And I think that's where the recognition comes from. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's the love for him that activates the call. Yep. You know, like the call is always present. Like yeah. God, you know, the word talks about how, you know, he knitted you in the womb. And, mm-hmm. and he knew you even before you're in the womb. And I just think, you know, he has this for you. It's just when you recognize him that it activates it and and really to the full extent. So um, I think that's just really big. And um, I just think also, too, you know, in the question, you know, shaped you to pursue this call. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I'm shaped, honestly, just by love. Like, I love Jesus. Like, I'm just point blank period. (laughs) Like, I love Jesus. And, you know, that having that at the forefront and in my heart and, and within me, that loving Jesus shapes, you know, the actions, it it shapes the words that I need to fulfill the call that he's given me. So, um, being shaped by love, um, like I said, him taking care of the rest, you know, I just need to focus on love and he'll take care of the rest. And, um, you know, I truly believe too, I want to, I, with this question, I just think it's also important to put out. Like, I definitely think, you know, the Lord has given us gifts and Mm -hmm. he's given us calls and purposes and um, it's such a blessing, you know, yeah. but also too, just as an encouragement is, I feel like the Lord definitely gives us also, he'll give us an encompassing call, you know, yeah. an over overarching one. But I think also within that, he'll give us different calls in different seasons. Yeah. So that's to encourage the person that's like, 
oh, you know, I just feel like in this season, I'm just not like really leaning into my calling. And it's like, but it's like, hold on. Like, I think the Lord might have you there for a purpose. Right. You know, I yeah. think, and that's one thing I'm having to learn. And I've really had to learn just this past year because I'm in ministry. You mm-hmm. know, I lead the ministry, but I also work in a corporate environment. Yeah. And so um, I've really wrestled the past year of just being unmotivated with mm-hmm. my work sometimes, my corporate work. And hopefully my job isn't listening to this. And thinking, <laughs> I'm, not I'm working hard. But, 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 you know, oh, the motiva- but the motivation factor, you know, is, yeah. is sometimes not there. I, I was just, as I was evaluating it just this past year and really recently, and um, it just really took um, the Lord. Um, so Pastor Michael Todd of Transformation Church, just a dope preacher overall, always mm-hmm. giving wisdom. And um, he spoke in this message of serving this season. Yeah. And he said, you know, maybe what God has you in now is equipping you in yeah. this season for the next season. Exactly. And so I just think, you know, different calls in different seasons does not mean that the calling that he has on you is off or, yeah. you know, or it's next. Like, no, it's still in play. Yeah. It's just these different calls in these different seasons are getting you to answer the big calling. It's just, it's a long game. Yeah. It's a long game, you know? And I think, We, as a generation, I mean, you know, we're living in a generation where everything is as fast as all be, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, information, results, food. I mean, there's everything in this about our generation right now is very fast. But here's the thing, like the Lord doesn't work on our generational timetable. Like he, he lives outside of time. Therefore, he is going to do it when he is when right. when he knows we're ready and in his timing mm-hmm. in his timing so we just always have to remember that and i think just going back to romans 8:28 that verse will always keep you grounded no matter what season yeah. or whatever you may feel you're in just know that call that he has given you it's still sustaining like it's still in you and yeah. he still has it for you it's just trust him yeah trust him in all that yeah i think another thing too like whatever work you're doing, like season to season, um, mm-hmm. say you don't like feel like it has anything to do with your call. But, like mm-hmm. it always does. And I love like Bob Goff. Like I listened mm. to his podcast, Dream Big. Yeah. He was a lawyer. Yeah. Like he yeah. was in courtrooms and now right. he's like equipping people to like yeah. dream big. And it's like, God can do what he wants. Yeah. Like if he wants you to be a lawyer for a certain amount of years, like yeah. so be it. If he wants mm. to totally switch what you're doing yeah. so that you can keep like, just keep going going like you just never know you know like and the lord is just so good um so i actually switched up this next question a little bit Uh you touched on it yeah i'm sorry (laughs) literally like 30 minutes ago but you touched on it and um it was it was good so the next question is what are some ways that you can trace this passion back throughout your life passion call purpose um back throughout your life and how can you see the ways that god has shaped you for what you're doing right now yeah yeah so i would say let me see so just tracing back my life and thinking about how he got me to this call. Is that right? Yeah. One more time. I'm sorry. Okay. So what are some ways that you can trace your passion back? Okay. Uh, so like passion, purpose, or call yeah. uh, back throughout your life. And how can you see the ways that God has shaped you for what you're doing right now? Yeah. No, that's good. Sorry. I'm a little slow sometimes. No, no. you're good. <laughs> no, no, you're good. But, um, no, I would say, so just looking back, 
So through my life experience, so how old am I? I'm going to be 25, September 8th. So 25 years looking back. Um, I think it's funny because your passion, number one, your calling, your passion, your purpose, however you want to frame it. Yeah. Um, it isn't always necessarily going to be in the realm that you're always in, that you've mm-hmm. been in your whole life. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes that's the confusion. You know, it reminds me of those movies sometimes where it's like, well, I'm just going to be just like dad, you know, yeah. and I'm going to be, you know, because that's what I knew or, you know, and that's totally how it wasn't for me. That Like this calling of ministry and leadership was not like it didn't come from like. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have necessarily seen it coming. Yeah, exactly. You know, if if I were to like at 25, 24, go and see myself like born and walk through my life like a freaking Christmas carol or something. <laughs> like, you know, uh, I wouldn't have seen it coming, you know. Yeah. And um, but the Lord was just working behind the scenes. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, I just think number one, because so I think I can't necessarily speak to it without kind of tracing back vocally. So um so I've born and raised in Kansas City. So Midwest, you know what I mean? Um Mexican American. Um my family is uh crazy. I love them, <laughs> but we crazy, you know. And um I grew up um for the most part in a single parent household. Uh, my parents split when I was about like 8 or 9. And um yeah, just had like honestly to be blunt, like just had some traumatic experiences. Um, so my parents split because my father, um, had an affair and, um, but there was also um, drug abuse in this situation and alcoholism. And, mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll never forget my parents, you know, were, were fighting, um, one night and it, and it just really escalated. And that's really was the final straw. And, um, my mom had taken me and my sister, to live with my grandparents for a little bit here in the city. And and then we moved up north uh, because my mom just wanted... Up north, Kansas I know you're new to the area. I know. But, I know. Like, <laughs> but like, so uh, it's sad, but school districts up north, so not in like the city or urban area, just are just have better resources. Mm-hmm. And so she moved us from, you know, the city area up north. And it was just me, my mom, and my sister. We were just like the three musketeers. And um, it was just, you know, government housing, government assistance, things like that. And um, she was working, you know, uh, she was a demo lady. So she would do, you know, basically like if you go to Sam's Club and those, there's those people that have like demonstrations of food. And they, oh, cool. you, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so she was one of those people and she just loves, you know, serving people in that realm and, and creating relationships. But, um, yeah, so there, I mean, and we didn't go to church. Like we, we didn't. And if we did, we were like the creaster people, right? Like we'd only go <laughs> you know, on like special occasions, you know, yeah. to look like, we, you know, but I just always thought like church was a snore, honestly. Like, mm. um, I just never thought, um, it was exciting or it was fun or, um, I, when I thought of God, I thought of religion, yeah. honestly, like I thought of pews, I thought of a big church that was quiet, that we couldn't yeah. talk like, um, you know, it, just my experience with church was that. And so, you know, which is why, like, I, like, as I trace back, it's just so funny to think about. Cause I mm-hmm. never would have thought that like, honestly, growing up, I thought I was going to be a basketball player. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm gonna play basketball. I'm a hoop. Like I love Carmelo and LeBron, and like I'm about to be the next star, you know. And you know, fast forward, here I am, 25, and I'm like five six, maybe five seven, and I'm very unathletic. So it just wasn't gonna happen. But 
Um, but yeah, so, you know, living in a single uh, parent household um, and then um, just never really having like a, a, a leader really in my yeah. life. Uh, my mom was, but that was about it. And um, it just was so uh, like you just would have never saw it coming. Yeah. So all that to say is, you know, um, when I trace back, it just all I can say is it's all God. Like that's yeah. what it is. It's all God because. Um, you know, just a little later when I was a teenager. So my mom passed away when I was 16. So like I said, single mother, she passed away. We were just like, oh, snap, like we're on our own, you know. And so luckily we had, you know, cousins and family that took us in. And um, But there was definitely no trajectory, you know, point. There was no, you know, lane necessarily or direction. Yeah. It, and I just remember... After that, you know, after my mom passed and I mean, number one, it's you you just feel so numb because you're like, how do I even move forward with losing someone that's so prominent in my life and who I love? I mean, my mom and um, and I remember being 16, being in the basement after that happened and um, just really feeling numb, feeling like I don't know where to go. And that was like my really desperation call that led me to the Lord was I was in the basement. I had, at the time, I had like a baby Android phone. I'm team iPhone for life. <laughs> yes! Though. So, I, I, obviously I wasn't fully saying then. But, uh, but no, I remember I, I like something within me, you know, as I know now is the Holy Spirit. But something was telling me, download the Bible app. And so I wow. downloaded it. And, um, and I was just, it was so like out of my realm. Like, yeah. I'm just like, what do I even do with this now? And so, <laughs> what is this? yeah, and, and luckily shout out the Bible app cause, app cause they make it so easy to just jump right in yeah. you know, and find encouraging messages and, and verses. And I just remember like seeing verses like in Romans where it says like the suffering of present time can't compare to the joy to come or, yeah. you know, for I know the plans I have for you, you know, just so many promises of God that are just encouraging. And, you know, I had no idea what I was reading. I just knew it was giving me a peace that was beyond understanding. Right. And so um, it was at that moment where I was like, God, like, you know, whoever wrote this, like, if you're like, I need you like yeah. uh, this. These words are saying you're going to be with me, you know, and, and that I can do all things and that, you know, all these things. Like if that is true, God, like then I want you to show yourself in my life and I want you to take control because I yeah. don't know what's happening because right. I didn't know where I was going to live. Didn't know where I was going to eat. Didn't know if I finished school. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like everything was just it was like a rug was just sweat, swept from under us. And so I I think that was the point where I realized I need God and and it was just moments and moments of surrenderance moments and moments of seeing him come through Thank you for listening to the Fearlessly Fit Faith podcast. Our hope is that you found something that you can take through your day, your week, your month, and your year that will help you move from striving to thriving in what the Lord has for you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share this with a friend on social media or through text, and also leave a comment and subscribe to the podcast on whatever listening platform that you use.